Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Techniche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith, and like always, I have another one for you. And this is going to be a great one because of the times that we are in, we are looking for people that want to have basically get advice regarding transitioning into this industry because, hey, listen, times have changed from when I got in there or even when my guest has gotten into tech, but we could talk about it, right? We could share some advice, some insights, things that can really help and prepare you as you are looking to transition into the industry. So I have no other than Taylor Jones here with me. How are you doing, Taylor? Is everything well? Everything is well. How about yourself? Doing good. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. I'm very happy to have you here. I know we've been planning this for some time, so this has been really good. Uh, a long time coming, as they would say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead and drop in the comment section whether you're on LinkedIn or YouTube. If you're on IG, you're strictly watching, but go ahead. You go ahead and come over to the YouTube side. I would love to have you here. Subscribe to the channel at youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips. You could go over there and you'll be able to participate, get your comments in there. If you're on IG, you could go ahead and transition over to youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips. And why it's called Techniche Tips? Because we're looking to help you find your home in tech, right? You're looking to find your I won't say purpose fully, but your <laughs> your livelihood, your wellness in tech. And so that should be a lot of fun. But let's go into the comment section real quickly. What up, Mitch? Good to see you this morning, this Saturday morning. And Tech Coach Ralph is in the building. What up, sir? Uh, the, if you don't know Tech Coach Ralph, he has his own YouTube channel where he talks about QA. He talks about a whole bunch of different things on the more technical side when it comes to this industry. He's a senior QA analyst. Oh, I guess that's the right word. Senior QA himself. Uh, and so he will be able to give you a lot of insight. So go ahead and check in with him at Tech Coach Ralph on YouTube.com. Now, peace and blessings to you, Operation Tech Takeover. I appreciate you, brother. Like always, you've always been supportive, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, like he says, don't forget to hit the like button, share, comment, and subscribe. Let's get these likes up. We got Tech Job Tina in the building. She's also a YouTuber that has some great content. Go ahead and check it out. She really kind of walks you through her story, walks her, you through her journey being in tech. So you definitely want to rock with her. We got Black Widow Row. Good morning. Excited for this. And, and I totally agree. Very excited as well. Chef Shah. Good morning, Chef. Excited for this episode. Oh, you got Jonathan Hamilton on LinkedIn. Good morning, Ken. We get interview tips. That's going to be a part of this as well. So go ahead, and I want to encourage you to wait until about halfway through this conversation, if not longer, because we are going to have a Q&A session where you could ask interview tips to not only myself, but my wonderful guest, Taylor, and this is going to be an exciting time. We're going to take a little bit more time to go through this. We got Dave in the building. What up, Dave? Good to see you. Love Tina's content. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. And uh, this is going to be more of a conversation, Tina. Um, and uh, the audience already knows. Like, they're going to be basically coming in and out of our conversation that we're going to have here. So go ahead. Feel free to chime in. And uh, we're going to definitely talk to you about it. And then last but not least, before we get into this, actually, second. Uh, oh, yes, let's, I'm going to say that for later. I'm going to start that. But uh, <laughs> what up, brother? If you don't know, Tech Back Trey and I, we have a show on Monday mornings called Talk That Tech in the Morning. The number one morning talk show about tech right he says it better than i do that's why i let him drop it but yeah that's pretty much how it's going down it's going down taylor they want you to spill the all the tea so I, we're gonna have I, that 
Nothing will be held back. <laughs> Nothing will be held back. What up, going, brother? Mr. Bennett is in the building, holding it down. Appreciate you like always, and we, and we're looking forward to having your have you part of the conversation on Monday morning. So we can't wait to see you there. All right. So with that being said, let's get into the conversation since we got the blood flowing, since we got other uh, our people in there as well. Let's get the conversation flowing about you, Taylor, and your life and your experiences. So what, I want to just basically kind of start from where you are right now, where, where you where you're doing currently and and we'll just take it from there. Yeah. So um, currently I am at a tech startup um, out here in Dallas. Um, in a for fintech company uh, as a BDR, um, really good company. Uh, on a they they made I think last year top fifty startup for LinkedIn. Um, so I'm very excited about being here and kind of helping them to build this thing out from scratch and just getting getting that experience. Um, um, before I got here, I was at another fintech company. Uh, wasn't a startup, more kind of a mid sized company, uh, um, but it was a great great company. Learned a lot learned a lot there um, and then decided to kind of take that experience and go somewhere where there's just a little bit more opportunity for me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, I, where I'm at right now. Beautiful, beautiful. So listen, y'all, she has done it. She's been in multiple companies. Not only has she transitioned into tech, but then she also transitioned to another company uh, kind of similar to myself. I recently transitioned to a new company as well. So we're going to talk about what we can do to help in regards to if you are in that position of transitioning to another company or if you're like listen i'm trying to get into this thing i'm trying to get my toe in right now uh we're going to talk about what we did but let's backtrack a little bit as well tina what what made you decide that you wanted to get into this industry yeah so for me so i i came from a kind of like a customer service and um administrative uh assistant type background right so um just really like understanding like economically it just wasn't going to be anywhere i can really go as far as you know my finances is concerned and so for me i can't speak for anybody else but i i i'm like one of those people i, I hate poverty like poverty is just mm. like, you know, like i just hate it i don't want anything to do with it yeah <laughs> um, and that may sound bad to some people but i mean i mean it's like who wants to actually like live in property like if you be honest with yourself um yeah. and so for me um i started really kind of thinking about you know what is going to be the best financial move for me to start to kind of um you know get myself you know where i want to be financially and to start building the things that i you know want to build you know building out my vision and um, tech had been that place that I had been looking into for years, but wasn't really sure, like, you know, where I was going to land. Um, I tried a few things. I tried like UX design. I tried coding and, you know, mm. nothing was really sticking. Um, and then finally kind of like tech sales. And I'm like, OK, I think this is going to be the thing that I that I try and uh, really, you know, for whatever reason, tech sales just really stood out to me. And mm. uh, yeah, I decided to go ahead and take that leap in and really uh you know really pursue it yeah I, I i totally hear you on that in regards to even that customer service side kind of lending itself to set tech sales because tech sales is not like a hard sale right tech yeah. sales you're you're having a relationship being built you're actually taking time to be concerned or even cared in regards to this person that you're trying to work with and the potential yeah. business arrangement that you're gonna have right yeah. uh, but i want i want to go back to what you said about poverty because that's a true thing I'm not going to lie. Um, when it comes to my motivation to getting into tech, 
we had our fifth we had, we had five children at the time my wife and i and our sixth yeah. one was due and i was like listen the, i and I, I i the job i had at the time wasn't terrible right i'll say that because i learned a lot of things and i was able to take those soft skills within with me to the tech industry but yeah. i wanted to like you said i wanted to get up that money so that i could avoid that p word right there because yeah. there's cycles to this thing if we're not careful so can you talk a little bit about the, the desire to escape poverty, like a gazelle is trying to escape a lion. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah. Um, you know, poverty has always been one of those things that I've hated. I grew up in a, I, so I'm, I was born in, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, uh, grew up in a, you know, pretty rough neighborhood, didn't really have much. Uh, and I hated it. You know, it, it never felt right to me. Like I, I always, when I was younger, just like, you know, seeing my mom struggle and none of it just, it just didn't feel right. It just like, um, it was not, it wasn't something I could ever see myself like, oh yeah, just accepting that this is just what life is. Um, and so yeah. even from a young age, I knew I'm like, this isn't normal. This isn't right. Um, and like, I need to figure out what's out there um, and how to get how to get out of this because it just doesn't feel like it's in alignment with where where i want to go and who i am um and so yeah that the journey started even when i was younger like when i was a teenager probably when i was like in middle school i started trying to learn how to make money online um i started like writing up this these articles and stuff so back then we kind of had like i think we still had like dial-up internet <laughs> and so i'm on yeah. dial-up internet trying to figure out like oh, you can get paid to blog and you can like, you know, yeah. I can make money like writing little blogs. I mean, it didn't pan out. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but, you know, even from a young age, I'm like, I need to figure out how to get rich. <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, I, I greatly believe that, you, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, money isn't everything. Sure, it's not. But you, you really don't know until you get money. You, you, can't, mm. you can't really say, you know, what life is really about, because until then, everything is about money. You're, you're complaining yeah. about bills. You're trying to figure out how to pay bills. You're trying to figure out how to make ends meet. Um, and so, you know, people say that, but I, and, and it's true. It's not all about money, but it's definitely a big part of our lives. And yeah. so for me, I feel like, you know, it's very, very hard to live an enjoyable life. It's very hard to build certain things that you want to build. Um, yeah. If you don't have money, it's really hard to make changes in your life without it. I totally agree. I I think that it's not everything, but it is something, right? right? You know, and so for us, we have to make sure that there's a level of balance to that, you know, right. and that understanding. And so you you basically, like a gazelle trying to escape a lion, you try to get out of the property and tech sales was for you. How did you find out about this industry? Did you, did you I, I, I believe you took a course. I just, I don't want to assume, I wanted to kind of get an idea of like, what did you do to get the knowledge that you need in order to, basically pave your pave your path to course to tech sales yeah so i first heard about tech sales probably a few years before i even actually started pursuing it i was uh i had met a, a friend of mine and um you know this particular friend she was like always traveling and she was like she would invite me like to day parties on a tuesday and uh i was i had asked her one day you know, just out of curiosity, because I was like, like, what does this girl do? Like, all she does is like live her best life. So, <laughs> um, so I'm like, I was like, what, what do you do like for work? Like, how are you like able to do all this? She's like, oh, yeah, my dad, he's in tech sales. And so she just kind of left it at that. She didn't really get into too much details, but I heard tech sales and I was like, really? Huh? 
okay, that he hmm. must make a lot of money, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I actually started researching tech sales back then because I'm like, maybe I need this is where I need to get into. And, um, you know, at the time, unfortunately, most of the tech sale boot camps, um, I think the, I think the major one was like pre-hired, if I'm not mistaken, and they were only accepting people with college degrees. So I wanted to pursue it back then, but wait, I hold on. You said the boot camp was only accepting people with college degrees. I heard that right. Yes, what? yes. At okay. the time, at the time, tech sales wasn't popular like it is. Kind of, I mean, it's still not popular now, but it's growing, right? Yeah. Um, so I like. I think at the time that it was a bootcamp named pre-hire, they were one of the few that were doing the tech sale bootcamp, but they are very strict. Like you need to have a degree to work here. I mean, to, to get into the bootcamp. And so, um, you know, I kind of was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. Cause I'm definitely not going back to college. Cause I just, I don't believe I need a degree to, to get to where I want to go. Um, and so I kind of went through this year and a half process of just trying different things like UX design, but nothing was sticking. It was like tech sales was what I wanted to do. Um, and then finally, I think everybody knows Cyrus, right? And so me and Cyrus had been following each other. He had started posting content about his transition into tech sales. And uh, I saw it. I'm like, okay, I got to speak to Cyrus and see what's going on and see how I can, uh, I can also make that transition. And, uh, you know, uh, I think he was uh, partnered with Course Careers. And that's how I end up finding course careers and, and, and enrolling into the into the course. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and I'm going to take the, take a moment to pause and say hello to our guests. Uh, we got Tina in the building. What up, Tina? What up, Tina? And Tech Coach Ralph said something earlier I want to go back to. He said, you know, money always money allows you to buy the things that aren't all about money. That's a good yeah. point when we're talking about poverty and kind of uh, erasing that. And so I just wanted to make sure I, I put a moment there to kind of highlight that comment. And then we got another person in the building. We got Cherry Young, what up, Cherry? Good to see you. Good to see you. So glad that you're on. And Rob, what up, Rob? Rob and I, we actually met in D.C. at Thanksgiving. Uh, definitely lock in with Rob Richardson. He has a lot of things going on, so you definitely do not want to miss all that he has going on. I'm going to actually probably bring him up to talk about it more. I don't want to uh, steal his thunder, but when we have that conversation, that episode, y'all are going to be able to hear a lot more about what Rob does. And so stay tuned. And if you know him on LinkedIn, uh, lock in with him because he's, go he's got some stuff coming. <laughs> yes, my brother, he's got some stuff coming. So definitely lock in with him. Uh, but back to the conversation that we're talking about in regards to you, you getting into course careers and you're, 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 you, know, you, you went through this program. Uh, was it a long period of time that it took you to get there or was it a short period of time? How, how was that experience like? Yeah, it wasn't long at all. So... Um, I finished the course in six weeks. Um, it's a self-paced course. Um, I, I could have finished it sooner than that, honestly. Um, but I just had a lot going on. You know, I was trying to do way too much at once, me working full time and then also uh, trying to take course careers. And also I was doing life coaching at the time, which didn't make sense at all for like <laughs> it, it was just messy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so I was just doing a whole lot that was just, it didn't make any sense now that I look back at it. Um, but yeah, so it took me about six weeks to complete and then six weeks of job hunting for me to land my first, you know, tech role. Um, wasn't difficult at all. Uh, I would say I'm 
I kind of rushed through it. So I didn't do too well on the, like the final test. Cause I was just like, I'm just trying to get this thing done. Uh, so maybe don't be like me and actually study like for the, for the final exam. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, the whole process, um, I mean, it was really a testing of my, of my faith because, you know, I was working customer service at the time. I had just moved out here to Dallas. I was staying in the Airbnb, right? Like I didn't even have a solid place to stay at because I just moved out here. I hadn't had enough money saved. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, like what's one more L at this point? It's either going to work or it's not. <laughs> um, mm. I actually ended up, you know, quitting my customer service job because um, it was getting in the way of me landing interviews for tech positions. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to start lifting and I'm going to like, do interviews and just focus on getting into tech and I uh, ended up, you know, only taking six weeks um, for me to, to make the transition. Wow. Six weeks, six yeah. weeks. Cause your goal is like, listen, I'm trying to blaze through this thing. Yeah. I'm trying to do whatever I can Absolutely. to get there. Wow. So you, you lift, you lift drive, you quit your, you quit your job. You started lift driving just to make more time for this. That's what it sounds yes. like. And when you did that, that was what helped you excel accelerate pretty much was because listen i could i could work when i need to work but i i could just take the time and go forth and do this like i don't know a lot of people that want to make that sacrifice like that yeah you know because i mean i'm thinking about my own story right same similar thing course careers is what helped me transition into tech as well and it, it i finished the course in a month's time right um but you know my wife had our daughter, uh, daughter, our son do, and uh, when the baby came during that that time period afterwards, so altogether, I say between 45 50 days did I only not only finish a course, but I was able to land a job at that particular time. Yeah. And sometimes, and I want to say this because I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who I'm probably gonna bring on the show, we had a really good conversation about this. But the, the thing about the tech industry, understanding the knowledge, all of that, it's not easy. It's just rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we need to have a conversation about that. And we're probably going to get to that a little bit later. But before I do, go ahead, like, comment. And if you are interested in doing so, if you love this content, go ahead, subscribe to the channel. But if you're on LinkedIn, go ahead, like, comment, and share this with somebody who needs to hear this. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and like, comment, and share as well. And if you really love it, like I said, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, but yeah, but Jonathan said it. Wow. What's one more L it's either going to work or it's not. That's determination. That's determination. And tech coach Ralph said six weeks is amazing. You know, um, and that just shows the type of mentality that you have, right? That you're like, listen, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this transition so I can get where I need to go. And then, and now we're going to go. And then Mr. Early, uh, just Earl said fire. <laughs> straight fire you know um and i want to just kind of go on that path i'm gonna break down your story for people because i believe there's gems in our stories there's trevor there's treasure chests within our stories that are full of diamonds rubies and precious stones and so regarding your particular story when you got to that point when you're do you know you did course careers did the exam like you said you didn't do great because your eyes were on the prize and mm -hmm. you started the interview process how was that process like? Because six weeks is a very, very quick time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I took some L's in that. Um, my very first interview was with a company named Splunk, which is kind of a big deal in Silicon yeah. Valley. It was, you know, I was like blown away wow. when they reached out to me on LinkedIn. 
uh, I didn't even apply. They, they actually reached out to me and he's like, yeah, you know, we, we're trying to hire some more people here. You oh, know? hold on. Wait, you didn't apply. They reached out to you? Yeah. Yeah. They reached out to me. What was your LinkedIn like? What was your LinkedIn game like that they reached out to you? Yeah, you guys like, <laughs> like I actually, so I actually discussed that in a video of mine on my YouTube channel. And I, I also have like a newsletter I created where I'm like okay. really just trying to drop gems with people. And we we get into that like later. Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, he he reached out um, and wow. I still, I'm still connecting with him. Uh, Marty, he's super cool. He's like, yeah, you know, we're trying to, you know, hire some more people there. It looks like you got some sales experience. Looks like you, you know, we're, we're also trying to, you know, get some more veterans here because, you know, yeah. Splunk works with the government a lot. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, yeah, I got the interview. He, you know, was telling me, he's like, yeah, you definitely can make like, you know, 100,000 easily. And uh, so I would like call my mom, like, mom, guess what? <laughs> I'm like, going to buy you a house. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I was so hype about it. Um, Got to the interview and like I like failed that interview like no other because like no. I didn't know like you know I really you know even though course careers had like you know some things in there about interviews it's really just I feel like also like trial and error too mm. you know, you're gonna kind of have to kind of figure out because not every interview is gonna be the same yeah. and you don't really know what it, what companies are looking for and things like that and so um, yeah I, I didn't do too good on the interview. Um, looking back and um, that's when I was like, yeah, I got to quit this job because I really got to get focused on on making sure that I'm showing up to these interviews and that I'm actually like nailing an interview. Um, and so, yeah, mm. like that was like, you know, once I once I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm quitting my job and I'm I'm going wow. full forward on this because if I can do that and I'm not even trying and I can have a company like that reach out to me, then, you know, the the possibilities are limitless. Wow. Let's 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 dive into that, because you said that there was, you know, trial and error. Right. What did you learn specifically or one or two things that you learned specifically during that interview process with Splunk that really helped you going forward? I'm just curious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like just the way I showed up to my interviews, you know, I think I think with my last my first interview, I I asked all the wrong questions because I was just like, I don't know. I, I I just didn't sell myself on my value, right? Because I was yeah. so kind of like, oh, you know, you know, I'm I'm over here like it's a second interview, and I'm talking about salary and benefits, and they're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like slow down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Slow <laughs> like, down. I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like trying to try to see, like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to like get to the get to the bag, you know, and and you know, I'm and I'm asking all these questions that you really, you know, yeah, you talk about salary and stuff, but a lot of the stuff kind of waits until you know, after you've kind of passed the interviews and you get into, you know, negotiation and things like that. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. And so yeah. like, you know, after my interviews, kind of looking back at it and really like, OK, what you know, how can I improve? What questions mm-hmm. can I ask? Um, what questions do I need to be asking to show, you know, that, you know, I'm a good candidate and also to really make sure this is a good company that I want to work for. Like I'm, I'm going to be spending eight hours of my day every day for five days a week here. Like yeah. I want to make sure there's something in it for me as well, you know, and, and I think also, too, that's another thing that that you should look out for when you're making a transition. Don't don't sell yourself short or get so hyped up about a company that you forget that, hey, you're important, too. And you need to make sure that this is mm. a, a good deal for you as well. And so, um yep. Yeah, I think that was kind of like my main thing that I was able to take away from that. And, you know, moving forward, just kind of really making sure that, you know, 
um, I'm, I'm asking the right questions that I'm showing up prepared and um, that, you know, I'm not so hyped up that I'm just willing to accept, you know, any and everything that these companies have. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I, I'm going to go with what Rob just said right now. First of all, he talked about Splunk. Let me go to that first comment. He said, I know Splunk, they got into sales. Uh, people that got into Splunk, they got into sales and they made a huge leap in salary. So yeah. you definitely confirm what you're saying in regards to what that man, that ma uh, manager, was it a manager or was like a recruiter that we were speaking to at the time? Talking yeah, about yeah, this was uh, this was I, I don't know. I think he was like a lead. He was in sales, okay. but um, he's kind of like trying to get his referral bonuses. So he's like reaching yeah. out to people <laughs> like, yeah. hey, listen, we're hiring. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. When you're in the industry, you realize that the opportunities for other STRs to even put your name in the hat, that, that goes a long way. That referral market, it, that's where it's at, in my opinion. Uh, but then, and Rob says this as well, this applies for interviews, founding a company, it takes going through a lot. It takes going through it. You have to learn by yeah. doing, you know, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. You were gonna say something about that? Yeah. And yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, I just, I just agree with that, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, said this applies for interviews, founding a company takes going through it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't think I really have anything to add to, to what he uh, said there. Yeah. And uh, last thing before we go back to your before we get back to your story, but Tech Coach Ralph says asking the right questions are crucial. I like when interviewers ask questions that make me think, you know, and he actually is a person that hires people in the past as well. So yeah. he could definitely speak to that. And so with that being said, you basically had to reframe things. You got to be like, listen, they talk about in tech sales having quarter breath. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people come in there having money breath where they're like, listen, I'm here for the money da da da, da and and, yeah. and people could smell that. And they're like, mm. I don't think we want that here because you're not here for the right reasons. And so you had to basically kind of reframe things to basically kind of present yourself like I'm here for the right reasons. Right. And so can you talk about after you kind of figured it all out, what was the interview process like afterwards? Yeah, like after I figured it out, um, I would say that, you know, there were still some things that I had to adjust along the way, like after each interview, like, oh, yeah, I could have did that better. I could have did this better. And that's kind of what was the process for me, just every interview, just getting better and better and better. And uh, really, like you said, reframing my mind and uh, showing up more confident, showing up, you know, and, and not not being all nervous and stuff like, oh, you know, am I good enough? Like, are you guys good enough for me as well? Because this is a this is a come on now street. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you need me to come and help you build out a company. Right. And so, you know, this isn't uh, a one way street. Right. And so yeah. we, we're, we're trying to we're trying to earn trust from each other here in this interview process to see if this is a good opportunity for the both of us. And so I really had to kind of shift my mind that way. And once I did, like. And now getting through interviews are a breeze for me um, yeah. just because I know exactly what they're looking for. I know exactly what questions I'm going to be asking. Uh, I know exactly. I, I, I don't think since then I've, I've ever felt like a first interview. I've always went to the next round. Um, yeah. and, and for most of my interviews, I've made it to the final round. Right. And so um, just, you know, understanding who who you're talking to and what questions to ask that particular person, right? You're not going to ask the VP of sales the same questions you're asking a hiring manager. You're not going to ask the hiring yeah. manager questions you're asking the recruiter who's just, you know, trying to do like the screening for you, right? And so, you know, learning that as well has been like a very uh, big thing for me as far as, you know, nailing the interviews. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And and text job Tina says facts. We interviewing each other. It's so true. And I think that if you come from that position of listen, I have something to bring to the table. And there's a thin line between being confident and cocky. That's I want to just make sure that that's yeah. said because you could come in there co- confident and be like, I know what I could bring. I'm really excited about this position. And at the same time, I am evaluating if this is a good fit for me. And then <laughs> there's this whole thing like, I, I got this. You tell me what I, you, you tell me like what it is because I, I got yeah. this. There's a very thin line, right? right, right. <laughs> and so you definitely want to make sure come off cocky that you yeah. do want to be confident, right? And I like what tech uh, tech coach Ralph said there with the questions. Uh, you want to present yourself as a problem solver, right? Yeah. So that's one of my key questions is, hey. What are some challenges you guys are facing in this department right now? What are some challenges you're facing as a hiring manager as it uh, as it pertains to SDRs and AEs or whatever it is? And they'll, you know, start kind of spilling their guts there like, oh, man, you know, this is going on. And now you kind of got them in a place where you're able to position yourself as, oh, well, you know what? These are the strengths that I bring to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's a very good gem that uh, Coach Ralph uh, dropped there. Yeah, and I started because I was going to save it for the Q&A, but I'm glad you brought it up now because I was like, yeah, that's you want to make sure you have really thoughtful questions because, again, it's a two way street. Like you said, you're interviewing this company as well because you want to make sure you're getting the right position for yourself, the right fit. And if it's really and and another thing I'm going to say, I know we didn't talk about this and maybe this is something that was a part of your process, too. But when it came to me, once I got established in more or less in the industry, I think with every single job decision that I made, I had some sort of, I, I would just, for lack of a better term, call it a governing body. <laughs> People that are more experienced than me that I could say, hey, I just want to kind of basically talk to you about this process, talk to you about this company. What are your thoughts? I have an opinion, but you, you've you been in this game longer than me. What do you think about this experience? What do you think about this? What are they offering here and there? And by doing that, you're not, you make it, you make your own decision at the end. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but now you have a council of wisdom, right? And it's almost, it's biblical to say like, you know, to have that council of wisdom that allows you to say, you know what? Actually what all, well, glitters isn't gold. So I might have, the, I might have the wrong perception about this. Right. Or on the other hand, like, man, what I thought was, a, was okay or whatever, it's a great opportunity. I need to pursue this. And so that's something that you, I would just encourage anybody to do. And we're going to definitely talk about that in the Q&A section. We're getting close to that Q&A section, y'all. So go yeah. ahead and write your, go ahead and write your questions in here. I'll start for later. Or go ahead and wait for us and go on YouTube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips. You can even call in. There's a call-in link that's pinned to that YouTube channel at YouTube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips, where we're going to basically let you call in at the Q&A portion so you can ask questions to Taylor directly or myself, and we will be able to go ahead and address those questions. But I do have uh, Demita saying thank you both, Gems. Thank you both so good. And Taylor, what is your YouTube channel one more time? I actually have it here, um, so that way I could kind of share it. So if they wanted to follow you, they can go ahead and follow you here. Yeah, so uh, I think it's just uh, youtube.com slash Nicole. And so, uh, yeah, you can go there. I'll be um, dropping some some more content as far as tech is concerned. I'm actually rebranding the whole channel to start talking more about this type of stuff. So um, if you're looking for that, that's definitely a good resource to go and check out. Yeah, definitely. So definitely appreciate that, Taylor, for uh, just sharing that with us. And I know it's going to be helpful to a lot of people. 
uh, go ahead and connect with her. And actually, if you're on my channel, her her YouTube link is in the description part as well. So that's going to be good. And Jonathan, I see your question here. I'm going to save it for later for the Q&A. So don't go away. Actually, you have something else that I started earlier uh, that I'm going to address as well. So don't worry. I, I didn't forget you. I didn't forget you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about it. So you. So what was that interview that got you the job, right? And then let's talk about uh, your experience within the the job, that your first job that you had in tech. Yeah. So the interview that got me the job was uh, one uh, with a with a fintech company, they are they were you know already a mid sized company, but they wanted to start building I guess kind of a more of an outbound team. Um, I think they were kind of doing a lot of inbound, um, or should I say inside sales, kind of like remote a remote team I guess. Um, and so yeah, you know I joined it there and um, I learned a lot because uh, even though it wasn't a startup, I kind of got a little bit of experience. A startup experience a little bit because this was a new department they were building out so um you know there's not a bunch of processes in place yet um you kind of get to you know uh, maneuver how you want to you know a little bit and uh kind of you know see where you're strong at where you're weak at where, you know what i mean where you fit um and so yeah i i you know i liked my time there um and i learned a lot there uh you know the interview was very easy I think that's one of the things that I look at for companies too, is um, you know if they have a just a super unnecessarily hard interview process, I really start to question the value of that company, um, just because you know I, I kind of can understand the psychology behind some of that. Sometimes companies try to put themselves on a pedestal to psychologically make you think that this is going to like, you know, they put you through this hard process to kind of um, make you th think that, you know, getting in, into that company is just going to be the best thing ever. And then, uh, you know, you hear, you speak to the people there and they're like, please just go away. Like, don't even, don't, don't come here, please. <laughs> and I've had that happen where, you know, people are warning like, signs. Thank God you dropped out of the interview process or thank God you didn't go with that because it's actually a mess over here. And so um, I, I start noticing like when companies do that, that sometimes they're, they're probably not the best companies you want to go with. Um, and so, you know, you really have to have some discernment there when you're going through the interview process and kind of kind of sensing, you know, OK, you know, how like is it super hard or is it too easy? You know, like you may, you got to discern with that. It's different for every company. Uh, but I know with this company, they, you know, just were very straightforward with me. And that's what I look for in the interview process, a very straightforward process. None of the, you know, back and forth mind games that can go into interviewing. Um, and so that's why I end up going with this company. Um, and then, you know, a year later, I, I stayed there for a year to get my time in. But, you know, uh, I just didn't see the growth, you know, to that next level and decided to, you know, uh, go to where I'm at right now. Nice. And, and one quick question. And listen, y'all, we're going to go into Q&A right after this. So if you're not on YouTube.com, force us at Tech Niche Tips and you're on LinkedIn, I'm sorry, but you get cut off <laughs> after a word from our sponsors. Uh, so just make sure you're aware that go ahead at YouTube at YouTube.com, force us at Tech Niche Tips. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm sorry, we're going to lose you. But I have one more question before we do that transition. And that question is this. When you were when this new this new opportunity came, was it something that you either sought out yourself or did the company reach out to you? Yeah. So this is a company that reached out to me. Um, you know, she, yeah. she reached with a recruiter. She reached out and she was like, hey, startup in Dallas, top 50 on LinkedIn. They want you know, they're building out their 
their uh, their SDR or BDR team. It's going to be a quick investment to the next level. If you're trying to be an AE, you know, we want to interview with you. And yeah, we just went from there. I love it. I love when com- companies are just come direct and they're like, listen, we, wa- we saw you. We want you. What right. it takes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And 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 that that's a good sign in my opinion. And and that's another thing I was gonna say. The reason why I asked you is because once you've been in tech sales and once your LinkedIn is kind of reflective of the work that you've done and the right keywords are in there, recruiters yeah. start coming to you. Like how many recruiters do you have come to you on a on a almost like on a weekly basis, probably? Like yeah. a few, right? Yeah. So yeah, a few. It fluctuates, you know, there, you know, mm-hmm. at, there may be a week where nobody reaches out to me because that's just what the market is right now. Or maybe I'm just not being as active on LinkedIn that week. Um, and so, but usually if I'm active on LinkedIn, I'm getting a few people a week, you know, hey, we got, you know, sales position over here or there that are, that are reaching out to me. Love it. Love it. All right, y'all. So now is the time for the Q&A. If you love this conversation, if you loved it on LinkedIn, go ahead, like, comment and share if you love and share with somebody who's looking to transition because we're about to go into the Q&A portion. Same thing for YouTube, like, comment, share, and even subscribe if you want. But at this particular time, we are going to make that transition into uh, the conversation, the Q&A portion. But before we do that, we're going to have a word from a couple of our sponsors here. And so go ahead and put your comments in the comment section below. It's going to be a fun time, y'all. It's going to be a fun time, uh, like they say, fun time USA back in the day. But go ahead and put your information, your comments below, your questions as well, because we're going to go right into Q&A at this particular time. See you on the other side. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out? This is a great time for you to take it to the next level. Level Careers is a course that I've been talking about for some time. From account executive and even sales engineering, there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you want to go. Check out the link below. Use my promo code Joseph10 and check out the free courses, whether that's the SOC analyst course, the account executive course, or the sales engineer course. Take your career to the next level. Hey, I'm back again. You talked about Course Careers Technology Sales Course and what it did to change my life. Wait, there's more. Not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well. Now there's human resources, customer success, UI UX. And did I even mention that there also is software development as well? Front end, back end, and DevOps? Listen, this is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead, click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me. If you click that link, And I hope to see you on the other side. Hey, I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend, someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high-ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learnful is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code JOSEPH150 to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. All right, we're back. We're back on links, link, YouTube exclusively. For those that are on LinkedIn, 
you know where to come to. We talked about it already. So go ahead and jump to the Q&A section of this conversation because we are about to uh, dive in, as the artist says, um, but specifically <laughs> in regards to tech sales and the questions that we have here. So I'm going to go back here because we also do have a question for, well, not really a question, but it was a comment from Jonathan early on regarding the interview process. He said, uh, I had a first round interview with IBM recently for tech sales. Uh, how many job applications were you doing a week? Yeah. So honestly, I know a lot of people are, um, they're like, you know, you need to do like 10 a day. I was probably doing maybe 10, maybe less than 10 a day. So it was like mm. five or 10 a day. Um, the reason why is because um, I just don't think the whole like mass applying thing. I don't think that, I mean, I, I guess it's it's different for everybody. I, I feel like yeah. there should be a little bit more strategy when it comes to applying if you're trying to land a role. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you know, it's what works for you. If you like mass applying, then yeah, maybe 10 applications a day should maybe work for you. But I was doing maybe probably, I was probably doing less than 10 applications a day just because um, I didn't want to work for every company that was out there. There's just like mm -hmm. some companies I saw like, yeah, they're hiring, but I don't think I actually want to work for them. So, um, yeah. you know, you, you have to kind of see what works for you as far as your strategy um, is concerned and what is important to you when it comes to landing your first role. Yeah. And I, I, I want to add to that as well. When I first started, I did do 10 particular jobs like in one day and it was like one after another where I applied that very day and I didn't feel good about it. In fact, as soon as I sent out one rejection letter came back like right away, I'm like, who watched this? Who like who, my, who, who actually looked at my uh, my actual resume to respond so quickly? But by the third or fourth company, I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the job to get the job. Yeah. Of course, Careers talks about that very well. And so I yeah. did that with this one particular company and I'll tell you exactly what I did, y'all. So I just laid out there. But I basically, I, I went to the company's website I applied there. I reached out to the associate recruiter at the time and I reached out to them and I sent them an email and my email was basically my cover letter. And then I just said, you know, I applied to your website, but I went, didn't want to leave it to chance. And literally the next day they got back to me. And that's one thing I say to yeah. students or people that I talk to right now, either that I mentor or I coach is like, listen, you got to do the job to get the job in this market. And the best way to do that is you literally have to put these companies in a sales cadence. Now, to find out exactly what a sales cadence is, we're going to have to take some one-on-one -on -one time coaching. I am offering that at no cost right now. So if you want to hit me up, go ahead and hit me up for that coaching. It's a complimentary one-time coaching, um, but I am offering that. So if you want to uh, help with that particular thing, I definitely can help. But I'm going to pass it back to you, Taylor, because I know you wanted to say something just now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to add on to that. But yeah, um, you know, I, I would get I started writing down every company I applied to. So I was write down it, write down a company. I will have a checklist that I reach out to them, that I send them an email, that I find a decision maker there and mm -hmm. I would check that off. And then I'll go to the next company. And I would do that again. I'll keep doing that. Um, and then also, you know, guys, uh, you know, you can do what, what I like to call backdoor applying. Find somebody that already works there. Right. Yeah. You know, reach out to them, uh, maybe reach out to a few people that work there. See if you can get on a 10 minute call with them and, and have a little chit chat about the company and, and why you're interested and what they think about the company. And then at the end of the call, ask, hey, you know, you think you could refer for me to the position? Um, 
they probably likely will say yes, right? Um, especially if they're getting a referral bonus. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, that's a good way to land some interviews that, you know, are almost, you know, guaranteed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Very good stuff there. And so I have another question here. Let me just go down the list. I have Cherry Young. She says, what do you all think about video outreach to a hiring manager? If you recommend it, what is some advice that you have for reaching out by video? Yeah. So, you know, I had never done it before just because I never really had to. I've always um, I've always gotten responses from my emails or got people who wanted to um, interview with me. And maybe it was just based off my resume. So I haven't I haven't felt the need as of yet to like start doing video outreach um, as a way to stand out because I just have was what, what I was doing was working well for me. Um, I would say that, you know, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad idea um, um, as far as, you know, standing out is concerned. I mean, most recruiters are going to go and look on your LinkedIn anyway. So I know that some people are concerned, like, oh, you know, showing my face and stuff like if you have a LinkedIn, like they're going to go and look at it anyway. So that doesn't even matter anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good way to stand out. I think you you do have to kind of be you know, maybe mindful, uh, you know, I know some companies can be a little bit uh, weary of, you know, clicking links that's outside of, you know, in their email. So maybe that may be a concern. I don't know. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I definitely think that if you're really maybe, you know, want to take things to the next level or you just really like, hey, a particular company you really want to work for that um, there's definitely nothing wrong with, you know, maybe seeing a, a, a video yeah yeah i totally agree with that in fact shameless plug here but I, I was able to interview two people that really used that and it actually was an advantage for them for where they did video outreach and that was uh first one was uh don well second first one was actually lance but i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go with him second the first person was dante a former firefighter who used and leveraged linkedin uh basically video outreach and when he did that what he was able to do was jump from being uh, just a, an SDR coming in to a senior SDR. Now, just so you know, that's a, that's that's additional pay, that's additional exposure and visibility within the company. So that's a big deal. When I became a senior SDR, I had a level of you know responsibility that I had in just simply just by being a senior SDR in regards to helping others or you know in regards to kind of bringing them along. And so he was able to do that. That opportunity was presented to him because he did a video outreach and almost similar to that story is lance and the reason why i wanted to save him for last even though i interviewed him before i did interview dante was lance actually broke it down to a science uh, in fact he talked about it in this video if you want to check it out about basically coach career graduate that gets hired and he got hired as an account executive now he was a full cycle account executive don't get me wrong which is basically you're doing the job of sdr as well but they gave him the ability to do both because he did video outreach and he did it and he would he would broke it down to a science like 45 seconds or less have this have that and even on his channel i'm going to plug his channel too he talks about it even in more detail so if you want to find out more about that go ahead and check those two those two channels out because that way you'll be able to kind of get an idea of okay what uh how do i do a video outreach first of all and because of their success, I highly recommend it. But like Taylor said, uh, I, didn't, I didn't really have an opportunity to do it because of my first job. I didn't need it. I got the job and the second job, they reached out to me. So it was a different circumstance for me. But go ahead and definitely, definitely look at those two examples. Yeah. 
All right, and Tina's just like, this, this is a comment. She's like, this is very insightful th throughout this entire interview. Thank you so much, Tina, for rocking with us. We definitely appreciate you for sure. Um, and I got uh, right here, Jonathan Hamilton. He says, how can I find companies where it may be less competitive to get in? Hmm. Yeah. Um, Good question. I would say you can do that. It's, it's best to try to find companies outside of LinkedIn if you can. Um, you know, kind of looking at... Um, you know, Google searches, it works, you know, um, I know it's not probably the best resource that people, people would, would want to go, but I mean, you, you end up pulling up companies that maybe they don't post their jobs on LinkedIn. Um, I definitely ran into companies that they don't post their job on LinkedIn. They don't have a, a strong LinkedIn presence. So they have these awesome opportunities that nobody knows about. Um, I have recently posted maybe a few months ago, a company called um, Beehive. They actually are a newsletter company. They help people like me and other people who create newsletters uh, to to kind of do that in a way that's very simple and very straightforward and they're easily able to monetize it. And so um, I think their product is awesome. And then I looked into the careers and turned out they're hiring for remote SDRs and decided to share it with everybody. Um, and they didn't have a LinkedIn presence. So sometimes getting off of LinkedIn and like kind of just searching around of different companies in your city or different companies, you know, in wherever city you're trying to, to work, um, um, those typically are less competitive uh, uh, for, for positions. Um, the, the popular companies where they got like 500 plus applications, like you can go ahead and do it if you want to, you know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a lower chance of you landing that role. Um, I will also say, and I know a lot of people may hate this, be open to hybrid, be open to coming in the office. Yes. Especially your foot in the door, right? I know a lot of people, they want to get into tech and they're like instantly like, nope, I want a remote. I want fully remote. I want this. I want that. And they have like this whole idea of a dream job that they want. But, you know, that can be to your demise if you're not open minded. Right. And you're not willing to make some sacrifices and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, I, I would love to have a, a remote position one day, but, you know, let's be honest, I don't have experience. I'm up against people who have the experience and it's it's, it's a lot yes. harder to land that. So I'm open to working hybrid. I'm open to maybe coming to an office and, you know, you know, earning my my way to that remote role one day. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think that sometimes people aren't willing to, you know, make sacrifice and you may shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, doing that, you may miss out on a really good opportunity because you don't want to come into the office or you don't want to have a hybrid option. So like my current company is hybrid. I was working fully remote from uh, before I switched to this company, but I willing to make the sacrifice because I'm like, this is a very good opportunity for growth for me. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that's another thing you have to take into account. Everything worth having, it does require sacrifice and you have to be honest with yourself and and uh you know, ask yourself, are you willing to, to do that? Are you willing to make the sacrifice it takes to get to where you want to go? I love it, Taylor. I love it. And I totally agree. It, and it's so funny because the same thing is true with me. For those that don't know, I'm actually at a new company now. And before that, I was fully remote. It was very comfortable. I'm not going to lie. But this yeah. opportunity that presented itself was one that I had to say, oh, man, I need to I need to look into this because even though they're hybrid, just everything else, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a very, very special opportunity. And so, like, I counted my steps when I started going hybrid, and every day, I did not, I I was over eighteen thousand steps, <laughs> just just yeah. to get to work, right? Because right. you know, but but the but still, it was it was good for one because my body needed, right? 
Yeah. And then secondly, it was good because it's not, sometimes we 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 got to get too comfortable. We honestly do. I just had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday, and we're gonna talk. I'm, I'm gonna bring them on for sure, y'all. And that yeah. that conversation is gonna be y'all y'all be y'all ready for that conversation. But it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, but like we talked about it yesterday, like pe- we some people are very comfortable. They think tech sales or just the tech industry is supposed to be this cushy thing. It's easy. It's a profession, yeah. right? Yeah. And even though it's not easy, it's very rewarding, right? We both worked in customer, you know, customer care back in the day or or yeah. in a customer kind of service role. And even though it is, it's tough and it's not as rewarding. <laughs> and so that, that's, that's something that we need to kind of talk about, y'all. Like, don't yeah. just get into the tech industry because you're trying to get a cushy job. It's a profession. Oh, yeah you're going to have the shock of your life if you think that's the case. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, um, I I love that you, that you just touched on that um, because a lot of people do come in with the wrong perception. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, you know, I'm about to kick my feet up, work remote and, you know, do whatever I want. And it's just like, don't, don't have that mindset, you know, especially for our people, you're, you know, our black people, you know, we don't want to create a bad rep for ourselves at these companies. Um, We want them to, you know, people are naturally biased, right? A lot of companies, and when I say this, I mean, you know, typically the companies are, they're gonna lean more towards maybe the the white male who has a college degree, right? Because that's who they are used to seeing in this role, right? It doesn't mean they're racist, doesn't mean they're bad people. They're just, that's a natural bias, right? And so, you know, when you start to see more black people and they see these black people coming in and they're like, hey man, they're, you know, they're they're just as good as the other people that we hire, right? Or even better. Right. You kind of open that door for more of, of us for that, that bias to break that bias. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I say don't don't come in with that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to tell you something as a black person it's very easy to stand out in this because because you have like what he said, you have yeah. a lot of other people. Right. And I'm not going to say white people because there are other races in this in this energy industry as well. But they're used to this type of stuff and they're yeah. very comfortable. They're not willing to t- make the sacrifices. They're not willing to, you know, do anything to stand out anymore. And so, you know, this could mm. be a good opportunity for you. Right. To come in and really put in the work and make the sacrifice. Right. Don't don't make excuses for yourself. Right. Don't don't come yeah. in being lazy. Uh, don't come in with the mindset. It ain't my job. I'm not getting paid to do that. Um, <laughs> leave all that yeah. stuff at the door, right? Yeah. Come in with a new mindset. Come in with the mindset. Hey, I'm here to add value to the company, um, and and you know, yeah, show up and and do the work, right? Like you know, be accountable for yourself. Uh, tech sales is very entrepreneurial based. Nobody's holding your hand. Nobody's yep. making sure you make quota. If you're chilling eating Cheetos all day, you're going to be getting on a pip, and you're going to be getting fired. Right. So do, real quick, you know, do your job. Right. Come in and, and put in the work. Yeah. And I, and I well, we can talk about this. We can, we can talk about this right here, because I I mean, I, 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 I would say this real quickly. They would get back to the they get back to the comments. But like, I think that you a good mindset to have is that whatever is presented to you. Um, and this is something I kind of had to adopt a little bit later, um, not not later, but in my in my mindset is you, the quarter they give you is not the quarter that you should have in your mind. No. If they give you five, you it should be seven, it should be eight. If they yeah. give you 40, uh, 40 calls a day, 45, 50. And really, because if you think that way, it's oh, going to yeah. allow your, your new standard is going to make everybody else be like, whoa, what is he doing? 
but in your mind, that is that there is no other quarter but seven and eight, even though on paper it's five. There is no other quarter but 45 or 50 calls, even though it's 40. Doing that is going to help you stand out, like 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 Taylor said, and yeah. really be able to represent not only yourself, but a people well in this spirit. Oh, man, we got to. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Later, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you made a good point, man. Like I'm at my new company now. I've only yeah. been there a few months and I'm already kind of working my way up to that top performer role. Why? Because I come in there and my first week I'm busting out. I busting out 100 calls. They're like, man, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't get Love nobody to do that on a team. Nobody will bust out even 50 calls. And she's out here busting out 80, 100 calls like it's nothing. And that's what you have to come in with, you know, come in there and be about your business. Right. Uh, forget mm. what other people think. Forget all that. Oh, no, we don't want to work too hard. And no, 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 no. Put in the work. Right. Um, don't ruin your reputation for anybody. Don't let anybody else lack of character or bad decision making cause you to change your character. Right. Mm. My company, I don't even do it for the recognition. I don't care about the recognition. This is who I am. <laughs> I'm yes. gonna come up and, and be me and do what I gotta do. Now, if you decide that you don't wanna appreciate my value, that's fine. I have a good reputation. I can go wherever I want to go, right? Ooh. So you know, you, you come in, show up, do the work, and and you know, don't don't let your character change or your mindset change based off what other people do. Because if you do that, I'm telling you, you're gonna stand out, and people are gonna be talking, and they may not want to give you your props, but you know one thing, they're gonna respect you because they're like, you can say whatever yeah. you want. But you can't say this girl is lazy. You can't say this girl don't show up and do her job because she she does it and she goes above and beyond. Ooh, talk that talk. Talk that talk. Where's my brother Trey at? Talk that talk in the morning, right? Talk, talk that talk. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And I definitely want to uh, keep going, man. I, we might have to do a part two because uh, <laughs> this is a conversation that we definitely have. I, I got to respect the comment section right now because it is blazing hip hop and R&B in this comment section. Thank you, Taylor, for all the transparency and knowledge you are dropping. This is an amazing conversation packed with precious information, Scott says. Operation take Takeover, he says. Yeah. And then uh, Tina says, Tina says, maybe I miss it doing, due to driving. However, did you attend any coaching sessions through the six-week process to build your interview skills? Good question. Yeah, um, I think I did one coaching session with Ant with Antoine. And if you guys don't know who Antoine is, he's, uh, he's uh, in charge of Black Heights. Um, and we honestly, we didn't even talk about inter like the interview like that. I just told Antoine, like, man, this is what I'm trying to do. And Antoine was like, go after it. <laughs> um, like, you know, I kind of am a very, I don't, I'm kind of a self-aware person, right? Like I assess like myself all the time. Like I'll be looking, like, I, I know when I messed up, right? I know when I messed up, right? Mm. Um, one of the things that like I do now, like in my current role is I go back and if I, if I think the call was bad, I go back and I listen to that call. Like, what did I say? What did I, what could I have did better? You know what I mean? And so a lot of times, you know, where you messed up at, you just have to be somebody who has introspection, right? And you have to be able to look within and say, okay, you know, honestly, I, I could have did better, but you know, yeah. um, I definitely encourage to get mentors. I definitely encourage to get coaching. Um, because honestly, I mean, you know, it, it could have been something that I, I should have, you know, invested a little bit more in and, and, you know, maybe there, there would have been less, um, you know, maybe I would have got that, that interview with Splunk and, and went all the way, right. If I would have got some coaching done first. So, um, you know, I did once, I did do one session with, with Antoine and, and I definitely encourage, you know, to take advantage if you're like doing course, course careers, take advantage of those coaches that they have on there and, uh, really, yeah. 
uh, or, or you know take advantage of 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 you know tech niche you know get 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 on his schedule all right yeah. get on his schedule and and get that get that guidance that you need so you don't you know be like me and like you know fumble fumble a 100k bag uh <laughs> you know your on your first interview because you don't know what you're doing Wow. Well, thank you for the plug. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Like coaching is essential. Like first thing I did when I got my company, I found out an AE. Um, uh, shout out to you, Elijah. Uh, I got I, I got to respond to your text. I saw I saw it yesterday. I, I apologize. I was driving. I got to get a chance to respond to you. But it, great. He's a friend now. Right. And I found the AE. He poured into me. I found different resources to coach me up um, even prior to the interview. But even when I got into the job, I didn't settle there. I'm like, okay, who can I find? Because you need to keep sharpening your skills. I'm going to say it. My friend Justin Wharton said it from uh, Tech Journey. You know, this is a profession, right? This is a profession. And if we don't treat it as such, we will be left behind. If you're not sharpening your skills, if you're not doing everything that you can to get better, we will be left behind. I'm gonna say that and I'm move on. <laughs> okay, because this is a good conversation. Uh, but I, I gotta respect the comment section because it's crazy up in here. It's a good thing, you know. I'm gonna go real quickly because Tech Coach Ralph says most people mass apply with terrible resumes, and he's a resume reader, so he knows about this. He's 100. Um, I definitely agree with Taylor. Strategic applying is a way. Mass applying is stressful and hard to keep up with. Yes, it is. It is nice strategy. Thank you so much for that as well for support, uh, Tina. Also says, I think LinkedIn in-mail is a truly powerful key to getting into tech. And we could talk about the power of, of LinkedIn as well. But it's really about personalization. If you're going to send an in-mail, make sure that joint is personalized. Do your research on who you're talking to. If they're in Boston and you know that they're a Boston Celtics fan, say, man, you guys are doing great. Number one in the in the field. Look at their college. Like, where do they go to college? If, they, if their college is a big football college, uh, program there or whatever sports program you can connect it to that if you see a post you can bring that in and and, and i encourage y'all not to go for the ask immediately but do it do a question it says hey i i saw that you know you went to this place how did you enjoy my time i always wanted to go to alamo martyr right yeah. uh this is free game actually i'm gonna stop i'll save it for coaching save it for coaching okay awesome i'll take a look at those interviews i appreciate that thank you for looking at the interviews i want to go to the questions i think somebody had a question if you have a question go ahead and put it in the chat i don't want to miss it so that's why i'm, I'm kind of making sure i'm hitting these one by one um, but this is more of a statement from tech coach ralph he says when job searching you'll see remote positions has 500 plus applicants versus a hybrid on slash on site has less than a hundred Look at the, that. That's a really good call out. Um, that's a really good call out there. Yeah, social media gives a bad impression of what remote work is really like. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like remote work because sometimes there's, I could do certain things like I could do a load of laundry or yeah. I could do a couple of things within the house, which is great. However, if you're not careful, you could definitely not, you could definitely make the time management, you could lose your step, you know, first. Yeah. It's all about yeah. self-discipline. You got to have some self-discipline. You yeah. got to have your, your day scheduled out, you know, you just sound, you know, uh, you know, getting up in the, you're supposed to make calls, you getting up and thinking yourself something to eat, like, okay, you know, you keep doing that, right. You're going to be, 
you're going to see that, especially in your tech sales. This is going to show on your check, but you ain't getting no commission because you ain't been keeping up with your calls and your outreach and stuff like that. So definitely yeah. time management and self-discipline is, is key if you're going to be successful in the remote life. Well, you brought up commissions. I don't want to, I don't know if you want to shed some light on that. Yeah. And the reason why I, and just to be very transparent with y'all, the reason why I haven't really talked about commissions much is because my last position uh, wasn't really a commissions-based tech sales role. It was a high salary, you know, like it was good, but it wasn't commission-based, which probably could mean I, you know, go above and beyond that. Can you talk about what it was like to get your first commissions check and what you learned about the pot, the, the importance of hitting or super, actually surpassing your quota and your KPIs? Yeah. Yeah. So for my first commission check wasn't much because obviously, I mean, I'm new. I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't really get, you know, that first the first couple months that uh, you don't really get you don't make a lot uh, in commission until you really start getting to the groove of things and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, definitely, you know, want to make sure that you have a good a company with a good commission structure um, just because, um, you know, Though the base pay, you know, is is nice, you just guaranteed pay. But I mean, most base pay, you can't really live off of that. Like, you know, you can't really live off of yeah. 60, 65,000 um, base pay. Like, that's kind of like, yeah, it's nice, but you know, commission is where the real money is at. That's where you're really making your money. And yeah. so, yeah, like, um, you know, my first commission check wasn't that much, maybe a few hundred dollars, right? Uh, but I mean, you know, um, once you get built your skill and you start getting into the groove of things, you get your ramp done and you kind of know the product, you know, your ICP, you, you know, get in the groove of your talk track on the phone yeah. with these people. Um, you know, that's when you start to start, you know, enabling yourself to really rack up when it comes to commission. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the commission structure at this new company that I'm at, I believe by me just doing my job, that commission check should be 2,500 just by just doing my job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's what excites me because then we talk about hitting accelerators and we talk about the, the comp structure on top of that. If that's just you doing your job, right. Then yeah. you could anticipate when you go above that 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, even eight, 10, you know, the sky yeah. is uncapped. When you see that uncapped commission there, and yeah. you see that it's kind of the way that it's structured that it has accelerated in there that there's incentives or the company may say hey you know what you if you if we're gonna have a we're gonna have a special tournament right now right yeah. and if you do x y and z you're gonna get this bonus take advantage of that y'all because the money that you can make can supersede a high salary and i think that's kind of lost too is because sometimes like what you said is so important if you have a, a, a base that's, a ba you're barely surviving on that base, right? Okay. But the real money comes in and that's why it's important to evaluate companies. That goes back to the interview process. When you're evaluating a company, you really wanna see what the comp structure is and the quota attainability. What are the SDRs doing at that particular particular company already? Are they all hitting it? Are they, are they kind of struggling with hitting their quota? That is so important that it should not be skipped. Every interview, that you have at least initial one yeah. you should definitely ask the question how are the rep are the are the sdrs at this company hitting quota yeah this last interview i had not only did they say yes or no they took out they took out salesforce in front of me they said here look look for yourself yeah and i was like yeah. oh one person missed it by one 
<laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's so good. And and understand too, depending on the size of the company where they're at, there's yeah. changes in the comp plan. Like I'm at a startup, so we're now we're on one comp plan, but they're like, hey, we want to change this to another comp plan because yeah. it's gonna be more lucrative for you guys, right? We want you yeah. guys to even make more money off of the meetings you're booking and also the deals that's getting closed off those meetings you book. And so, you know, you know want to make sure you understand where this company at is at in their building phase are they good right does everything already yeah. sops and stuff are all in place or are they still trying to work out certain things is this a mid-size this is a large company that where everything is set in stone is this a startup company where there's going to be some changes that's going to be made and so you know those are all things to evaluate when you're you know interviewing with different companies mm, yeah 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 I, i'll go, go through the comment section real quickly because there's a, there's a question here um and i want to make sure i get to it uh like yeah we talked about that as well that's right to tech coach ralph uh tell you so right <laughs> hot cheetos he was talking about hot cheetos before and now uh, that made him laugh you know it's uh that tech back tray clapping emojis we got fire from sherry we got tina with the fire and the hundred and then we have a question here from chef shah she said how should you respond to a company that requires you to live within 25 miles of the building even if I said I'm planning to drive in until I find the real estate, the real estate opportunity. Um, do you want to take this one? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying, I'm trying to, think um, about it. you know, I would probably just, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way around that except for just being straightforward with them. There's, I don't think there's mm. any way to really kind of work that conversation as say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm willing to make the sacrifice because I want to work for your company that much, right? Like, you know, I'm willing to temporarily just come in, right? You know, and drive that drive that mileage to get here um, until I find a place that's close out here, right? I um, mean, maybe even see if there's a way, because uh, some, some companies are willing to help you relocate, you know? Um, yeah. Sometimes you can negotiate that into your, into your salary, um, you know, hey, can we get a, relocation bonus or something like that so i can come and work for you guys right like you know so um i, I would maybe try to navigate it that way um to see if, if there's some way something you guys can work out so that you can work for their company um i i imagine that there they can if you stand out as a candidate i think this would make you stand out even more that you're willing to make that sacrifice and maybe they'll be open to to having that conversation with you yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Taylor. I think that it comes down to you don't get what you ask, what you deserve, right? You get what you negotiate. And sometimes if you're in a position where they're offering, they, they're presenting the offer letter to you, they really want you. And but, you know, there's a hardship there in confidence and in transparency. You say, you know, I, I would really love to work here, but I need I need a little bit of a, of a giving give and take here. Right. Um, and so maybe you don't maybe you don't come in three days a week. Maybe you come in two days a week or one day a week. Um, maybe it's something that, like you, like Taylor mentioned, maybe if you're open to relocating a little bit closer, they could have relocation. They could work in that relocation for you. Um, you know, there there are different ways to go about it, but it's really about getting to that point where they have that offer letter in hand. And then you could say, looking over the terms, I'd like to negotiate X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. Now, you're not going to ask for the Taj Mahal and all the different things, <laughs> but within reason. But you can negotiate certain things, whether that's pay, whether that's equity in the company, 
or even when it comes to things like this, because if they see you valuable as a valuable, you know, potential worker for them, for somebody that's going to get the job done, then there actually is some give and go with these companies, believe it or not. Absolutely. Give and take, I should say. All right, y'all. So listen, I don't see any more comments in the, and this is the funny part. When I say this, then the comments start coming, the questions start coming in, but I don't see any more questions right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just thank Taylor for her time with us. It's been fantastic. You know, typically we have this like in an hour or so, but we we're, we're over that and yeah. I love it. Um, Taylor, any last words that you want to share with the audience before, before we go? Um, yeah. I mean, for those looking to get in tech, you know, uh, the only thing I have to say to you is put in work, put in the work, put in the work, you know, don't make excuses for yourself. Don't complain about the process. I see a lot of people get on LinkedIn. Oh my goodness. I'm tired of these companies. Da, 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 da. Don't do that. That doesn't help your situation in whatsoever. Don't complain. Do put in the work, do what needs to be done. Uh, you will be, you will be rewarded. Okay. Believe in that, believe in the process. You will be rewarded. Okay. For your hard work and your effort. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Uh, tech sales is not easy. The tech industry in a whole is not easy. However, it is rewarding yeah. to those that put in the work. Thank you so much, yeah. Taylor, for that. And the audience definitely appreciates it. Tech Coach Ralph says, thanks so much, Ta Taylor, for your time. Subbing to your channel. Uh, we have uh, Odie as well says, thanks for all the great info. And so this is going to be, this has really been really good. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in with us. Go ahead if you want to go and lock in with Taylor. It's in the description below on YouTube. Their YouTube channel is there as well as her LinkedIn. So go ahead and connect with her. If you have questions for her, I'm not too sure if she's coaching right now or if she has a bandwidth for that. But <laughs> yeah, I don't have the bandwidth to do one-on-ones right now, but I'm trying to step up on the content so I can get some more valuable information for you guys. No, absolutely. Tech Job Tina, she says, thank you as well. And uh, we have Operation Tech Takeover says, awesome interview as always. So thank you so much for rocking with me. And speaking about rocking with me, if you're new to the channel and you really found value in this, I looked it over. Uh, it's going to be a year next month. And I have 209 videos in there for you to look at. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff for you gonna, to go through. Uh, so you might find some gems in there. And in fact, you not might. You will find gems in there. So go ahead and check the previous interviews out. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel and again that is tech niche tips i'll put it up right here in case you have been seen it before but tech niche tips all these different sort of great people that have been on here from ui ux to digital marketing to uh astrid who talks about being coming an account executive with ibm somebody who was he was who was here from ib who was actually got an opportunity with ibm was here as well you know we have some a lot of people there so definitely like comment and subscribe I always encourage people to check out what was previously there because there's a lot of good info on the channel. Oh, we got somebody in the building, Ty Smith, who was also a guest on the show. Uh, he uh, is in the building. Great job, everyone. Appreciate you always for connecting. And if you want to check out the episode that I had with Ty, it was a great one. In fact, because I'm, you know, shameless plug again, um, <laughs> I uh, have it actually right here where he was talking about channel sales. And so you definitely want to look into channel sales. If you are entrepreneur mind channel sales is simply where you could be your own business person and you could basically have these contracts with these businesses, uh, providing telco services, providing cybersecurity, all these different things and receive residual payments, uh, for the existence of 
of the period of the, that business being in contract with that service provider. So if you, there's so many different things on there, go ahead and check it out. Thank you so much for stopping by, Ty. Uh, and uh, go ahead and check out Black Tech Global. We'll talk about that later on Monday. So on Monday, the episode with me and Trey, we're going to talk about Black Tech Global. Um, and we're going to talk about the great things that are happening there through Ty Smith. But enough of that. Thank you so much, Taylor. I had you long enough. I appreciate you. And until next time, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, family, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, y'all.